Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison. And today we are doing um, another, you know, politics episode. And we have our, I have to say now, our official political correspondent. We don't want to talk politics uh, without um, this person on the show. She is a journalist. Mm -hmm. Journalist first and foremost, also a podcaster and a comedian hmm. and a host and et cetera, et cetera. You know her from the Katie Halper show, which is, as far as I know, is not her, her personal SoundCloud. It's the Katie Halper show. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. And yeah. as well as Rolling Stones, useful it's Rolling Stone, which is a big media institution. Let's check. You might want to mention that if you're introducing her or talking about right. her. She does uh, get to a, a couple paragraphs down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Katie Halper, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks so much. You guys are such great people in general, and it's especially nice to to talk to you guys because, uh, yeah, this is a time where I think there's like a lot of unmasking going on right now, and it's yeah. uh, cool to see you guys at the forefront. And um, yeah, and you know, I mean, you can talk about this. I don't have to bring it up, but there's this story about Tara Reid that I helped bring yeah. out into the world just by providing her with a with a pr platform, and you guys have been two of the people who openly have been supportive of just her right to tell her story yeah um, yeah and but what we didn't realize at the time was that we weren't supposed to do that um no. what we were actually supposed to do what and what you were supposed to do is when you hear the story so mm -hmm. for people who don't know tara reed um was someone who used to work for joe biden and she he and she says that uh, she had said before that he had you know was inappropriate towards her and that she had more to tell you might have you probably heard about this when those other eight i believe women she was one of eight yeah came, came out and said yeah, remember when, when eight women came out and they immediately smeared all of them as like right. russian assets and right. stuff that'll come back yeah, yeah when you know those several women came out and with video at, at times said yeah. that you know joe biden was inappropriate towards them and we just and the mainstream media and joe biden's friends in the mainstream media just kind of swept down the rug um and pretended it didn't happen he got somehow got an endorsement from Alyssa Milano, who was the face of times up uh we'll mm -hmm. get I, maybe we'll get into a little bit more later she endorsed him for president in spite mm -hmm. of those many women coming out and saying that he was you know he touched him inappropriately said inappropriate uh things to him to them and then tara reed um on Katie's show, uh, came out and revealed and told her full story, which was that at, uh, while at some point, uh, Joe Biden actually, uh, sexually assaulted her and she had tried to, you know, get more of her story out. She had even went to the Times Up organization. They didn't want to help I mean, her. This is, you know, in the, you know, really, if you if you talk about the thing that went down with the Times Up organization, like if you're being the least charitable and most conspiracy minded, yeah. it really does feel like she was strung along by the Times Up organization, which does have a very direct connection to the Joe Biden campaign and SKD Knickerbocker, which is something that, 
You know, I've been I we've been talking a little yeah. bit about SKD Knickerbocker being the people running the Joe Biden campaign and their involvement and things like the in like, you know, providing press for the Keystone Pipeline and shit like that. Yeah. Like we've been talking about SKD Knickerbocker being at the heart of the Joe Biden campaign and Anita Dunn being elevated to run the Joe Biden campaign. And Anita Dunn. I mean, and who is Anita Dunn for people? Anita Dunn know. is the you, Anita you know, no, who's at, Anita Dunn? Sorry. <laughs> Anita Dunn is a partner at SKD Knickerbocker who, you know, uh, uh, came out of the Obama White House and also and, and, and provides crisis PR for people, basically, including uh, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, uh, she go. did a call uh, uh, with him to sort of like work out his story ahead of his New York Times interview when he got in all of his uh, trouble. If you want me to be my most like conspiracy minded in all this and, you know, this isn't a news program. I can say, you know, what I think and conjecture and stuff like that. If you look at this, it does seem like, you know, Tara Reid went to the Time's Up organization who, you know, kind of strung her along, eventually said that they were they say said that they could not provide her financial assistance for her you know credible allegation against joe biden uh because that they are a 501c3 organization uh they said that they would lose their public funding if they you know did things that were connected to a campaign now that's like inaccurate even to begin with like it's not necessarily like working in you know that's like you're it's it's that's supposed to be about like not working like you know, with a campaign specifically. It's not about providing a shield for anyone who is right. ever doing a political campaign. You know what I mean? Right. So Time's Up is an organization It's supposed to be about help uh, helping victims who suffer from sexual harassment, either, you know, with their legal cases or even with you know, just PR and getting their yeah. story. Providing out funding there. for legal and PR. And they said, they said, Tara Reid, because you're accusing someone who is a politician then we can't help you, which on its face is obviously completely ridiculous because certain kinds of charities can't, you know, get involved in politics, meaning like they can't campaign for people. Right. uh, That's what that's what loses your 501c3 thing is like working as a campaign organ or something like that. It's not that this organization cannot have anything to do with anyone that's ever involved in politics right. that's ridiculous and right. also like i mean frankly are we like are we saying that the times up organization like could not like work if somebody had a like credible rape accusation against donald trump like well, that's what, would they that's have to recuse Ryan themselves said. right so you guys saw so this is this is a story that like as as you guys know right there was there are two parts of this story and mm-hmm. one of them Maybe Jack and Leslie, we can do it. We can go from like least conspiratorial to most. I'm serious. <laughs> well, look, if I'm being most charitable and being least conspiratorial, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, she went to Tara yeah. Reed, went to the Time's Up organization, and the Time's Up organization said, We can't help you uh, because we believe we would lose our, uh, uh, our, you know, 501c3 tax exempt status right. uh, uh, if we helped you because of the political thing, but we will help you find an attorney. And they, worked with her after saying they couldn't finance her uh, uh, her allegation, I guess, uh, uh, on maybe finding an attorney, and that did not amount to success, uh, and that went on through March. Now, uh, additionally, uh, uh, in all this time, when Tara Reid was working with Time's Up, they did not disclose 
that they were working uh, uh, with a PR firm, SKD Knickerbocker, who provides PR services uh, uh, for Time's Up. Time's Up is a client of SKD Knickerbocker the same way that the Joe Biden campaign is a client for SKD I mean, Knickerbocker. Yeah. And so right. look, if I'm uh, being on my least yeah. conspiratorial yeah. side, what you have is a situation where someone went to Time's Up with a credible allegation of sexual assault, of rape against Joe Biden, uh, to a Time's Up organization. And like a month after that, uh, uh, an organization that was tied two times up was elevated to like run this political campaign. Like that happened after uh, Tara Reid went to uh, uh, Times Up. So if I'm being my most charitable, like in the Intercept article, and I think in the Newsweek article too, Times Up claims what Times Up is claiming is that. SKD Knickerbocker and Anita Dunn had nothing to do with any of the decisions uh, with regard to Tara Reid. And also, and I thought this was, I, 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 you know, this, you have to decide whether or not you believe this. They said that they specifically did not like communicate about this with SKD right. Knickerbocker. Thank you for giving me the, the, the platform to tell, to talk about how I gave this woman a platform. And now it's awkward because it's like, it is very hard. I feel bad for my kind of I don't want to call them sisters cuz they're they're not my sisters they're like the my auntie sisters we used to kind of identify maybe as sisters and we all claim to believe in me too and believe women and um I certainly do believe in those things and I as you guys know I believed I believed in Nita Hill and I believed Juanita Broderick mm-hmm. and I believed Christine Blasey Ford and I believe Tara Reid so I have a good record. I am four for four. <laughs> and um, a lot of other other alleged feminists, for some reason, they tend to be uh, two for two, two of four. Yeah. I don't know enough about sports to even know how to say it. But there's a <laughs> lot of, I believe, um, Anita Hill and I believe um, Christine Blasey Ford, uh, but don't believe Juanita Broderick or Tara Reid. Now, they don't say that. They'll say that they're, you know, there's problematic elements of the story. And it's just, I feel bad for them because these are women who like, they've built their careers to the extent that some of them have them, some of them are, don't have careers. I mean, they're two, they're two women in particular who have come after Tara through me. Um, and I'm trying, I'm really struggling with how to, how to, um, respond to this because, all right, let me back up a little. So Tara reached out to someone who told her her story and this, and the person really believed her. She found her really credible this person was like not on the prowl find, looking for people to tell uh-huh. stories about Biden. This is a woman who's a feminist and a really amazing person and a very empathetic person and also a survivor herself. And um, Tara approached her on uh, and they spoke and they met. Tara told her the story and this woman was really moved by it and believed it. And she reached out um, to some people, um, including me. Um, and I did the crazy thing of just letting Tara tell her story. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I did that and I released the episode, um, on my podcast and Tara basically told me that she, um, had already come forward when back when, when Joe Biden had been, um, accused of the inappropriate stuff we've all seen him doing. I mean, that's what's so absurd about this, but, um, Lucy Flores, who I had had on my show before, uh, I had her on my show twice. And the second time I had her on was to talk about her allegation against Joe Biden. Um, and, she, and you know, it's interesting because Tara Reid, 
for all that people are trying to smear her, you know, Tara Reid is um, came forward about the right. physical, like about Joe Biden inappropriately touching her, primarily because she saw Lucy Flores being smeared and torn apart. And Tara right. was very angry about the way Whoopi Goldberg and The View was talking about about Lucy Flores and Biden. And so that's what made her come forward and share this story. Now, a lot of people are making this point. So what, what Tara did was she joined a total of eight women who were all talking about how Joe Biden had t- touched them inappropriately, okay? Now, she did not tell the entire story, um, and she would tell that later. And a lot of people are saying, because ultimately she would say that there was also sexual assault, a lot of people are saying, well, that's convenient. Why wouldn't she tell the whole thing then, huh? Why not? Okay. That makes you a fucking Kavanaugh defender, even to be saying that in the first place. But, you know. Who said it? Um, Blazy Ford skeptic or Tara Reid skeptic? <laughs> I think right. we should play it. I think it'll be yeah. really fun and you wouldn't know. So Tara Reid tells me her story. And her story is this, that she had come forward to tell her story about being sexually, by being touched inappropriately by Joe Biden. She had worked for Joe Biden as a staffer in 1993, and she came forward and talked about how he would do, like, touch her inappropriately and wanted her to serve drinks at a, an event and has said she was pretty and had nice legs. Um, yeah. Tara – and Tara is so honest. Well, whatever. Yeah. What happened was Tara came into a staff meeting where people were fighting. Their voices were raised, and they were debating something, and a woman said to her – she was like, look, Tara, you shouldn't have to do this. Uh, you know, the senator thinks you're pretty and you have nice legs and wants you to serve cocktails at a at a, at a fundraising event. But I don't think you should have to do that. OK, so Tara Reid talks refers to being inappropriately touched like he would put his hands on her shoulder, trace his, um, his right. finger up and down her neck. And she, she says that now that's in April of 2019. And she um, because she's one of the people, one of the eight women who says this and uh, this guy, Richard Painter, who would work for the Bush administration and the very esteemed um, uh, journalist Isaac Edwards DeVore uh, talk about some comments that she said about Putin. It's not that she gets called a Russian agent because these guys are smart. So what they do is they just say, oh, wow, look at this person who said this about Putin and that they 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 just bring up totally irrelevant things and suggest that there's some that she's either not credible or maybe there's some weird stuff going on with her and Putin because of some comments she's made. Um, and in fact, it's these smears and these attacks that make her, in large part, want to go to Time's Up because she wants to have the ability to tell her story without being smeared. And, I, and she has said, and I believe her because I believe women, that um, she got death threats. People called her, said that they were going to go to where she was. And she would give interviews and people would refer to the, the Russia stuff that people had said about her. Like, we, what, I mean, she would interview for jobs and this would come up. So this was harming mm. her life, right? Basically, wow, okay. these attacks upon her. Because everyone keeps bringing this up like it's self-evidently discrediting. What you have is fucking Reagan brain. If you, yeah. the yeah. word Russia makes you yeah, you're right. like yeah, freak yeah, out. Right. Like you have just become a, a, a Reaganite at this point, a McCarthyite, a Cold War person. Right. Yeah. It means nothing. Pope Putin right. is one of the most powerful popular politicians right. in right. the world. Just because Obama decided he hated them, uh, right. what was it, in the second term possibly? Yeah, like right. they were, After like they were he fun. made fun of Mitt Romney, remember? Mitt, when he made fun of Mitt Romney for being like anti-Putin, he's like, I think you're living in the... Uh, 
think the Cold War call, call they want their whatever back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obama decided in his second term that Putin was his enemy, and now every single liberal acts like saying you right. like Putin is like saying yeah, you're, you're right. a fan of Dracula or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. it, it's completely yeah. ridiculous. It means yeah. nothing. nothing. And anyone yeah, saying yeah. that you're a stupid piece of shit yeah anyway (laughs) so okay so she gets she gets like um smeared because of that and it's ironically precisely because precisely because she gets smeared after this allegedly very responsible journalism remember no one no one said anything bad about the journalists who were talking about the eight women coming forward about biden right there was no everyone did their due diligence and yet somehow somehow despite that tara reed had her Putin uh, and Russia had Russia related posts that she had written made relevant. Okay, so right, so Richard Painter in April third, two thousand nineteen, writes, "Read this love fest for Putin by Alexandra Tara Reed. Is this the same person who just made an accusation against Joe Biden? If so, this game's up. Okay, <laughs> this game's up. So this we're not game's supposed, up. yeah." Thank you, Jacques. Richard. Oh, it's no more times up. It's games up, women. Yes. <laughs> it's games uh, up for you. I think we just found the uh, title for this episode, right? <laughs> yeah. Games up, not times up. Um, and now it's not believe women. It's vet women. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, The I just want to – and that's a really important point because as we're going to see, a lot of people are going to pretend that the reason that this poor – Poor Tara Reid has been exposed to smears because of irresponsible journalists. Uh, so well, it's record, true, actually. It actually is true, but it's the, the ones that are doing the smearing are being irresponsible. Yeah, yes. you're right. Exactly. They, they yeah, are right. definitely being irresponsible right. by yes, participating by in campaign so smears. So uh, these guys, uh, I, I want to give Richard Painter actually his due. I want to give him a shout out because Richard Painter and Isaac Edwards DeVore, who responded to Tara Reid's um, allegations against Joe Biden, um, the first time, right? I want to give them credit because these are guys, they don't really embrace the Me Too movement. They don't really um, pretend to care about Tara. They just point to the fact that she said some stuff. They just red bait her, right? They mm-hmm. try to red bait her and they smear her. And I, I and God bless them because again, they're it's not so clean. Me Too. It's so clean. I mean, it's so dirty, yeah. but it's so cleanly dirty, right? Yeah, so yeah. It's, just, it's so straightforward. Yeah. They're just like, we don't care. We don't she care. said some shit yeah, about Russia. She said some stuff about Russia, so we're not going to believe her claims yeah. about Biden, even yeah. though Biden has the, been it's, it's photographed. It's the don't believe women get out it's of jail It's the don't free. believe women, exactly, because of Russia. So, yeah. um, and Biden, again, this is a uh, this is a guy who's been caught on, ca- you're yeah. on candid camera, but caught on camera, I mean, very inappropriately touching people. And so they're really If you mad. haven't seen the videos, you're going to see a lot of them um, from about uh, July to November. So uh, just keep <laughs> an eye out on your television set. Yeah, exactly. So, um, okay, fast forward. So Tara Reid is like being re-traumatized because at, at this point, she still hasn't told the story about what happened late, um, what also had happened back in 1993. And we'll get to that. But she w- kind of she wants to tell the story, or she just wants to be able to be free to um, to talk about what happened in general without fearing like um, retribution, right, and um, retaliation. And so she goes to Times Up to talk about this to see if they'll represent her. And this is when, as as Jack explained, you know, she's she's interviewed. She they seem interested, and then all of a sudden she learns that they can't represent her. Because the person she's accusing is Joe Biden. And as Ryan Grimm explains in this excellent uh, piece that he did for The Intercept, um, they said that they couldn't represent her because uh, 
Biden is a federal is running for federal uh, office. So um, as let's see, they said um, as a nonprofit charitable organization, the National Women's Law Center is restricted in how it can spend its funds, including restrictions that pertain to candidates running for election. Um, and then uh, as Ryan points out, he's Ryan writes ruling out federal candidates marks as off limits any member of Congress running for reelection as well as President Donald Trump. Okay, so Ryan is kind of suggesting, Okay, let's just look at where this logic would go. And then just so we know, it's not just Ryan Graham reporter, like comment, giving his two cents on this. Two cents, big structural bailey. Um, He (laughs) quotes a a professor of tax law. And of course, because we're talking about uh, tax exempt status, and that's what this is all about. Allegedly, he quotes her. And she says that as a legal matter, if the group is clear regarding the criteria used as to whom it is taking to court, show that these are long established neutral criteria and they are being applied to individuals completely independent of their running for office, it would not be a violation of tax law. Groups are allowed to continue to do what, what they have always done. So this is a, a, a law, a professor of law basically calling bullshit on time's up, basically saying to time's up, game's up. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So this story comes out and I have, I, you know, I had, had met, I had been spoken to Tara and, and obviously Ryan Grimm had spoken to Tara and I released an interview I did with her and it's based on the, the very good reporting of, of Ryan Grimm. And then what I did was I spoke to two people who had, um, who Tara had told about this at the time. Uh, she had also told her mom, but her mom has since died. And uh, I spoke to them. I had a conversation with them and I gave Tara the chance to tell her story on my show, which I released. Um, and it was interesting. You know, what you had was there was a uh, silence. Um, then you had some interesting um, kind of freak out moments, damage control attempts, pretty pathetic ones where you had Simone Sanders, who was a, um, a senior Biden advisor, she had to erase her tweets. She had to delete all of her tweets that dealt with Christine Blasey Ford because as she herself knew all too well, they, there was no reason, there's no reason you could believe Christine Blasey Ford and not believe Tara Reid yes. because in fact, and I believed Christine Blasey Ford and I believe her. And in fact, Tara Reid, there is as much corroboration, in fact, more corroboration at the time because Christine Blasey Ford, whom I believe, didn't tell people at the time, which is totally understandable. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. But the problem is Tara Reid was accusing Joe Biden, not Brett Kavanaugh. The other problem is that Tara Reid is not a professor of, of psychology at Stanford University. And I think um, those two things combined, you know, uh, made it very uh easy for women to women who are supposed to be champions. They were either silent they either had to delete their tweets, which is incredibly embarrassing. I mean, or- that is like actually, you know, I know that all of these people don't have any shame. Right. But I actually can't imagine a moment more shameful than actually going back and doing it. Right. Like the moment at home, we're all in fucking quarantine. Everyone's like by themselves. Like all these pundits and like political, like, you know, fucking comms people having to go back and actually do it. Like they yeah. actually had to like click the button and do right. it. Do- so but fucking shameful. You think That's Anita, so Anita Dunn called them all. I was like, guys, all right, we got to. Guys, uh, we're all hypocrites, so let's let's delete the. I think it's everybody just knew of their own volition. 
I, yeah, I truly you don't need to think, think required that, like, any Nina Dunn doesn't right. have to like send an email being like, everybody do this. Right. Everybody just, just knows own, they yeah. have to do right. it. They're like, oh, I mean, well. But it is a gamble. Accused, I you know? kind of thought that they would instead, I thought they would have just maybe kept it up and but the, you know, it talk. That's the move. Up. The move. That's the move, move is to right? be, I mean, you know, I, it's just it's all. It's unbelievable. It's, it's so unmasking. It's it's the great exactly. great unmasking. The great unmasking. Yeah. So you, what you said about how Tara Reid has even more backup than maybe uh, Doctor Ford yeah. uh, might have to her story, and I thought, and what I thought, and what was said was to the, be the lesson of Doctor Ford was that there are no perfect victims. Right. When you are assaulted, it affects you mentally. It affects yeah. your memory. You don't want to tell people, yes, you might wait 20, 30 years before coming yeah. out with your story. And it still could all be true. I yeah. remember if we remember these, uh, it's even bad to call them scandals now, but the, the what we, that's what we call them in the eighties and the nineties where someone would be accused. Oh, someone would accuse uh, a powerful man of right. uh, sexual uh, assault, and then right. the victim would be attacked for waiting too long, right. Why um, now? not being reliable, not having yep. her story 100% down. And the whole point of the Time's Up Me Too movement was to say, we don't do that anymore. Right. We are going right. to listen to the victim and take yes. their story right. seriously and and not, you know, immediately start trying to take down their credibility because we happen to like the powerful man uh, that they're accusing. Right. We're not supposed to be doing that. I thought we weren't and, doing that anymore. And, right. uh, and that's completely out the fucking window according to the reaction to e- not even like necessarily the mainstream media because the mainstream media i think has mostly been ignoring it yeah but exactly. there's feminist journalists yeah. who yeah. have made their bones on writing about feminism and me too and getting this stuff out in the open who have basically said uh you know what actually we do need to look into the medium right. post that the victim made yeah. um before we start uh, you know taking uh this seriously right right and so what you had is that, you know, it's interesting when Christine Blasey Ford came forward, the Republicans, as in the senators, they knew that because even though they're not really the Me Too party, it's still a little awkward these days to totally victim blame the way that they did with like Anita Hill. Right. There's right. Been some progress. So what they had to say is it's not that she's a liar. It's that they thought she just misremembered it. Right. Yeah. They that, knew that yeah that was their from, That was kind of I like that. Was they like actually had to go like she like they kind of like the undercurrent was she's crazy. Right. Like that well, was the kind of like that's what you'd right. find on like right. the Daily Caller, like right. the sort of more right wing yeah. pages. They was, just it say it like, outright. Yeah. It was like woke. They pretended to be woke and allies. And these woke allies were like just, all, you know, they, she was just so traumatized, you know, and, and it's not lying. And it was the most infantilizing thing ever. And of course, yeah. it was extra painful because this is a woman who like studies psychology um and had to hear this fucking bullshit right so um but it was interesting to watch them play right because how how do republicans deal with with um inconvenient me too allegations well they pretend that the person isn't lying because that's bad optics um although a lot of republicans said that i mean not not publicly um, and so what do liberals, what do the Dems do when there's an inconvenient um, Me Too allegation? And what they do is they delete tweets, they're silent, or as I discovered, and I don't want to make myself the story, but I think it's worth looking at this so that we can get back to Tara. Do you know what I mean? Like we have to discredit the people who are trying to make this about shooting. Basically, they're doing this trick that they always do. It's a PR classic trick and it's shooting the messenger. 
right? Yes. So, so Jeremy Fassler, again, who wrote a piece, he's a young white man who wrote a piece. There's the story spreading that Joe Biden sexually assaulted a former aide named Tara Reid and burners are amplifying with hashtags like I believe Tara and Time's Up Biden. Here are a bunch of reasons why this story is not, all caps, to be trusted. Wow. Okay. One, Reid has apparently changed her story multiple times saying as recently as last year that Biden did not make her feel sexualized. Now, that's something we can get into. But, yeah, she says that she felt like a lamp as opposed to sexualized by the way he touched her. Yeah. There's like, you know, you really want to get into the nuance of this, Jeremy? Okay. I know, really. Like, like, do you want to, okay. of like being treated like an object? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, he, he treated me like shit. Like, I wasn't even human. And he's like, yeah. actually, you see, like, she said that was non-sexual. Yeah, exactly, like exactly, right. So disgusting. <laughs> then, two. Reed claims Time's Up wouldn't help with legal assistance, but as Raising Hill, Time's Up only provides it if you come to them with an attorney, and she didn't have one. Okay, three, the people, this is my favorite. So we have one is like, because she changed her story, and change, guys, really, she changed her story? Is that not like one, like classic rape victim blaming 101? Right. Yeah, right. Every single person That's who has old to come school. forward right away the old has changed school. their story. It's the old right. school, right? Jesus Christ. The okay. classic Stone well, look, Listen, all these people are Democrats, and so they have the good person armor of knowing that they're good people no matter what. So they can actually do this kind of stuff because they're feminists because they identify right. as yeah. feminists. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's actually a yeah. you can be a you can be a victim blaming feminist. You know, right. if you just self identify as a feminist and and blame victims. Exactly. Then you're. It's actually subversive because uh, feminists <laughs> can also victim blame. How dare you? It's a big you? tent. It's a big. How dare tent. you? It's you know what tent. I mean? It's a big tent. Jack, feminism. are you saying that only men can victim blame? Wow. Really? <laughs> really, problematic. really? You got to check your male privilege. <laughs> so then, the third reason that this should not be trusted is the people doing the most to spread this story are notorious for indulging conspiracy theories or falsifying claims. Katie Halper, who interviewed Reed, lies about Syria and Assad all the time and invites <laughs> Syria truthers on her podcast. And uh-huh. then he has a screenshot of me and Oz Catterjee. What's bappin'? What's bappin'? Uh, and then, th- this is my favorite though, ready? Don't worry, we're almost done. In addition, Ryan Grimm, who wrote The Intercept story about Reed and Time's Up, falsifies claims to smear Democrats he doesn't like. Here's a story I broke in April 2018. Okay, and this is this is his story. Intercept refuses to back down from a likely false story. Okay. <laughs> then, the fourth reason... The people who do the most amplify the story, like Katie Halper and Sean King or diehard Bernie or Busters, who have gone from Joe has dementia to where's Joe to Joe committed sexual assault. Another huge red flag. All right, Jeremy, I like that you're I admire you for doing listicles, but number three and number four <laughs> or number two and number four are both the same, which is that the people you can't say the people doing the most to spread the story are notorious and then say again, the people. Mo- anyway, and then yeah. five Tara has a history of praising Vladimir Putin. Well, this is where it comes to always. This is like this is where they. This is where it always ends up. Is that there was a medium article? where she uh, used the term Putin in it. Yeah, yeah, and she. You know what? Let's just be out. She said some nice things about Putin, and I don't give a shit. Honestly, like I don't. I I never. It doesn't matter whether it was for like creative writing or whether it was actually a truly held belief because you're actually allowed. To like Vladimir yeah. Putin and, yeah, and be are. sexually assaulted. Yeah, and you know be, what yeah. I mean. Like yeah. it actually, yeah. does, one doesn't preclude the other. You know what I mean. <laughs> but even Tara, but Tara is and like, this isn't my real the, beliefs, and so I since yeah, I believe well, her, she, I'm like, well, this yeah, is what she's well, saying. Right. But when I told you, by the way, that there's a script, like Anita Dunn has clearly sent out a script for people to follow. So then, uh, this isn't point uh, six. This is a side note. 
People are sharing a clip of a Dr. Phil episode where a woman who says Putin is in love with her right. saying it's Tara. But take that with a huge grain of salt, as it probably isn't. That's him pretending to be fake. Um, what is it? Um, like I'm sharing sure, balance, I'm, fair and balance. Right. Well, and also it's like I'm like busting this like, you know, this like myth. But also it could be her. It's like it, it probably her, isn't her, but it might be. Her, it right. might be. Well, yes. the thing, well, the thing is, and it's the same thing Amanda Marcotte does when you dis. The uh the you know the people who are attacking it that makes you seem like reasonable exactly as, as like right. oh like I'm not going oh, full hog right. on exactly. victim blaming exactly. I'm only right. like fifty percent right I'm not blaming. gonna like these you know crazy what? I have Jerry a lot Springer of integrity right. I have a lot of integrity so I'm not gonna say that a video that is not of Tara Reed is of Tara Reed six if Reed's story was legitimate what was stopping her from going to Ronan Farrow, Megan Twilley, Jody Cantor, or any reporter who's done so much to change the conversation on mm, sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Why would she ever go to Katie Helper first? <laughs> well, Jeremy, true, funny story. She tried to go to all these people, okay? Right. And then seven, this is my favorite point. Um, well, there's three, there's two more, three more points, but they're very short. Seven, Joe Biden may be touchy-feely, but Donald Trump is a rapist with credi- <laughs> many credible accusations against him, like this one. And then he goes in short, and I wish I could share the screen with you. It's a picture of Joe Biden, like with his hands up and smiling. Yeah. In short, Biden has been vetted to death. Uh, no, uh, maybe to <laughs> dementia, if you want to pretend that's why it's dementia. And if there really was a skeleton like this in his closet, it would have come out long ago. Don't give the story any oxygen. Let it die of starvation. Now let's get this man in the White House. End All of communication. Right. End of communication. But then one more thing. One more thing. P.S. to the people in my mention saying, but Ryan Grimm broke the Christine Blasey Ford story. No, he didn't. P.P.S. Here's the Amanda. This is a perfect transition. Amanda Marcotte of Salon wrote today about the holes in Reese's accusations <laughs> against Biden and broke that she cared more about suing people who called her a Russian agent on London suing Biden. Okay. So I just want to say, by the way, the claim Ryan Grimm broke the Christine Blasey Ford story. No, he didn't. I asked Jeremy Fassler who broke it. He has not responded. <laughs> um, because this is actually something that's very hard for people to deal with. And the fact is, unfortunately, and I'm really sorry to talk about this, but Ryan Grimm broke the Christine. He did break the story. Well, yeah, and, he he, the and he broke both these stories. He didn't have the full story of uh, Tara Reid's assault, right. but he actually wrote about the fact that she had went to Time's Up right. and they didn't uh, help her. And when you have the same writer... Uh, writing about you know one wrote this story that everyone said you have to believe this you have to support dr four because other right. otherwise you know uh th- that's th- is terrible for women it was terrible for women how she was not believed right. and how kavanaugh is on the supreme court mm-hmm. the same writer wrote about uh someone who was accusing joe biden and these people just you know they right. they have no like principles or values like yeah. howard dean specifically called out oh ryan God. Grimm and and the intercept and said they were basically a hack uh, uh organization who were not real good journalists when of course you can look up tweets from howard dean talking about the story that they broke about kavanaugh you, of it, course i tend to what was i tend to not be skeptical but but this was broken in the intercept. And I was like, were you skeptical when the intercept broke the Christine Blasey Ford thing? I asked him that. And then a big surprise, he deleted that tweet. So should we go to the Amanda Marcotte piece? Yeah, please. Or, okay. What's worse about Amanda's is that it's very clever. And honestly, I almost saw it as a fair and balanced read. Um, because what Amanda does is she tries to do this as a kind of like, hmm, investigation. Like a woman accuses Joe Biden of sexual assault. And all hell breaks loose online. Here's what we know. 
And then the um, it's Alexandra Tarawit accuses Biden of sexual assault. Salon untangles fact from fiction in the politicized <laughs> fallout. Wow. Okay. It's but like a mystery I, novel. It's a mystery novel that someone with a lot of reporting chops is going to uncover. And by the way, I got to say, I want to thank Salon because sometimes places issue corrections at the bottom of pieces. But this one is right at the top. And it says this story has been update has been update. Oh, Salon, you didn't even spell up. I got it. I'm gonna have Salon is gonna have to issue a correction to its correction <laughs> because it says this story has been update to clarify oh times Lord. up mission and process as they pertain to requests for assistance. And Amanda really fought hard against that, but ultimately truth prevailed. Because Amanda in the article said that, you know, Time's up wouldn't have uh, isn't doesn't do the type of work that Tara said she needed, which was, you know, PR help, um, which she which explicitly is stated on the Times Up website. Right. That this is what they do, because obviously you would need to do that. This is a right. talent agency running a, you know, uh, uh, they're the usually the ones who are doing the PR for the rapist. So, of course, the victims would need yeah. like PR help. That would make uh, right. sense. Amanda said. I already knew that she had said about me. Uh, she opens her description. Last week, podcaster Katie Halper, an avid fan of presidential candidate Senator Bernie Sanders, released an episode of her podcast containing a shocking accusation. In an interview, Alexandra Tara Reid, who briefly worked for former Vice President Joe Biden when he was in the U.S. Senate, said that Biden had sexually assaulted her in 1993, pitting her up against a wall and digitally penetrating her during an encounter um, on Capitol Hill. Now, I already saw that she called me an avid Bernie Sanders supporter, and uh, I, but I just saw this that she said that um, as Re- in one of her points she says as Reed herself said when she was interviewed by Pro Sanders pundit Crystal Ball times up offered. But here's the thing, Amanda. I had you take part in a debate that I had on my on a live taping of the Katie Helper show, and do you know what this debate was? It was a debate. It was a feminist debate, and it was between feminists who supported Bernie Sanders. I was on that side. And guess who Amanda represented? Hillary Clinton. Because just like I'm a supporter of Bernie Sanders, Amanda is a supporter of people who she likes. Like, I'm all about, look, I have feminist Bernie bro in my byline, uh, you know, in my Twitter bio. I, the difference between me and other people is that I admit that I like Bernie Sanders and I don't lie. This has never led me to lie, misreport. Um, conceal evidence, none of that. I just happen to like Sanders, which means that you guys and Crystal Ball and I have a view that is not represented by 90% of the of mainstream media, of corporate media. Right. So we stand out because there's a near uniformity, except for like the Fox News people, right? There's a near uniformity in the bias. And what happens with media bias is that when almost everyone's biased in the same way, it doesn't stand out. Yes. Right? So we look like the weirdos because we like the person who the corporate media doesn't like. And they're right. the default, even though they're raging, you know. And it's, you know what's funny about this question of media bias is like, no one, we all know that. Like, the, the interesting thing about Trump, and I'm not saying this as a Trump apologist, I think he's an odious president. He has blood on his hands. No one pretends, like no one in the non-Fox media pretends that they have any respect for him. And that's fine. Well, well, Katie, that's not very fair. Because uh, fair, when he tried to start a war with Iran, 
They right. were very respectful. They became presidential pretty quick. Yeah. 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 As Rania Kalik, <gasps> a sadist, as Rania Kalik <laughs> says, um, uh, people hate Trump until he, what is it? It's like everyone hates Trump until he starts uh, wanting to start wars, in which case everyone loves him. Oh, they or like, I, I so misrepresented. It. it was actually a much better quote. I'm misrepresenting. So, um, they okay, love wartime president Donald they do, Trump. Yeah, they, they do. love war. Now, yeah, they love bomb throwing missile drop. Yeah, look for that in October too. Look for that in October too. Oh, and but, it's happening with the virus too. But yeah, and by the way, wh- I want to say something. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but like, oh, and by the way, remember we were talking about there was like an Anita Dunn script, or there was yeah. some kind of script. Guess what Amanda goes through? She goes through first after you know smearing me as a a, Bi- a Bernie person. Is the mainstream mainstream media burying Reid's story out of loyalty to Biden and or hatred of Sanders? That's unlikely. Here's why. Bullshit reason. Okay. Then, um, and again, do you know why she's saying that it's not it's not uh, biased? She's basically saying because they have reasons to doubt her. And the reasons they have to doubt her are because... Um, she wrote about Russia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because... Tara said that she spoke to people who worked for Biden to complain about this. And guess what? Surprisingly enough, Baker and Toner denied to Salon ever having had such a conversation with Reed. OK, so so Salon has decided that that Tara should not be believed because the people who Tara said she complained to are denying it. Oh, wow. OK, like high up lo- loyal Bidenites are saying that Tara never complained about Biden's treatment of her. So so that's probably a red flag and we shouldn't believe that. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I seem to recall uh, a lot of people who work for Kavanaugh, including a lot of women, <laughs> had a lot of yeah, great things right. to say about right. him. And, you're and right. An excellent boss. And he How could weird. never uh, do something like that. that and so we certainly weird. don't have Biden tons of video. Out a little letter from his uh, assistant. The assistant yeah. he's working yeah, with. Yeah, Marianne, exactly. Yeah. By the way, and and this is, you know, you you know, I was skeptical. I didn't know whether to believe him. His, uh, what is it, executive assistant, Marianne? Not only did she deny that Tara said anything to her, but she denied ever witnessing any inappropriate behavior mm. by, from Biden ever. So maybe her barometer's just off. Her internet is off, apparently, if she didn't see <laughs> yeah, videos I know, of exactly. Biden. I, I mean, honestly, I feel bad for her. Maybe she doesn't have internet and, because I feel like someone should have been like, by the way, yeah. Marianne, there's a lot of video footage and photo sick. footage. She'll like, see it on TV all before too stuff, long. All that stuff that you know that happened. Yeah, it didn't just happen in the office. She'll There's see it on TV. Yeah. She'll see it on yeah. TV before too. So long. that was unfortunate. But I'm glad that Amanda got to the bottom of it and found out that the people who work for Joe Biden are uh, not uh, are not saying that their boss is lying. Yeah. Um, I, um, okay. I just yeah. noticed something. Just to point out yeah. how incredibly dishonest this, this article is, is from someone who pri- whose entire career is allegedly based on advocating for women. In yeah. the media specifically, and she has written several articles about Times Up, Me Too, and situations uh, like this. She, uh, this is a very you know tricky sentence, but it's one that you would never, ever, yeah. ever, ever see in any kind of other article except yeah. from like a partisan hack who's trying to defend a rapist. Um, yeah. They, she mentions that you had spoken to her brother and friend to confirm, which is what you do. Oh, uh, what a standard journalistic practices and you did those um but she says attempts to reach the brother and friend key steps in reporting the story like this independently have proven fruitless for salon 
Now, even though you had already done the due diligence, there's a casting aspersions on the her story because they can't do the same thing to uh, Amanda couldn't in the because they hour. didn't get a call back from Amanda Mark because Amanda Marcotte didn't get a call back from them. So because because Tara Reed's people didn't want to talk to Amanda or because Tara Reed's people, by which I mean friend and brother who I spoke to. Sorry that Amanda, I'm sorry you couldn't reach these sources. That doesn't mean that they don't exist, actually. Because it makes it seem like unless Amanda Marcotte can personally confirm this, then we might as well be thinking right. that you are making it up, Katie. Or right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, listen, this is I like this part. Ready? And also Salon. This is Amanda. OK, it's not Salon. It's not like Salon sends some tr- some tr- investigative troops <laughs> to, like try they to like knock know. down on doors. And, they like, have spotlight. They yeah, have spotlight. Yeah, let's split it. Exactly. Like Mark Ruffalo is, uh, right. you know, I just want to mention. OK, so Salon asked Grimm and Halper about their reporting process, but got few answers. Oh, okay. wow. Really, Amanda? Like, I'm sorry. I'm not the reporter that br- that Ryan Grimm is, but I asked a lot of like award-winning investigative reporters because I'm, I, I've, and I've done investigative reporting, by the way, for Salon. I wrote about, (laughs) yeah, for Salon. She didn't mention that I've written for Salon and we can go over some of the articles I've written for Salon. And Jezebel didn't, I mentioned either. Your byline page. Oh no, no, not at all. No. (laughs) Um, uh, Salon asked Grimm and Halper about their reporting process, but got few answers. Halper confirmed Reed had been connected to her through a woman on Twitter. Grimm confirmed that he and Reed had been in contact since early March. Grimm has relevant experience here. He broke the story about Christine Blasey Ford writing to send Diane Feinstein with her accusation that Supreme Court Justice Bravena, uh, Bra- uh, Kavanaugh had attempted to rape her in high school. Grimm and Halper have both publicly said they spoke to Reed's brother and friend, who both confirmed that Reed had told them about the alleged assault when it happened. Attempts to reach the brother. Okay, as you said, right. Um, uh, Reed did not respond to Salon's request for her friend's identity. And Reed's brother is not responsible. Lon's request to talk. Okay, very suspicious. A woman who saw her friend's life ruined by Joe Biden doesn't want to come into the public spotlight to answer questions about Joe Biden. She doesn't want publicly to say, yeah, I know that this happened because my friend told me about this. And Amanda Marcotte wants us to doubt the story because reporters like Amanda Marcotte make the lives of people like this friend miserable. Mm-hmm. Like this is such shameless victim blaming. Right. It's precisely because of pieces like these that people like Tara don't come forward and that the people who want to corroborate her, who do corroborate her, because they were fine with me because they knew I didn't have an agenda except to actually get to the truth. Uh, that's why they don't. Why do you think that they don't? And I, you know what? I, I'm not going to release her name. I may release an interview and I'm going to use a voice distorter because she doesn't want to be found and she doesn't want to have what happened to Tara happen to her. So again, it's like, oh my God. Okay, so uh, another reason, by the way, that it's not a, not a, a conspiracy or bias, it's because it's we're in the middle of um, uh, what's more likely driving the silence so far is a genuine reluctance to dive into a story that contains such a high number of complicating factors and proves difficult to pin down, especially with the coronavirus emergency dominating oh, the news okay. cycle. If that's true, if corona is dominating the news cycle, why is Salon... Wasting its energy on an investigation <laughs> into this story. Why not well, just ignore also, it? Also, by the way, like this is what I found strange about this piece and the Jezebel piece, too, is that it's like 
these are pieces about why there's not reporting being right. done. And I'm like, but this is reporting. Like, yeah. why aren't right. you trying to report exactly. out the reporting rather right. than just talking about like, well, here's the questions I would ask. I'm right. like, well, yes. go ahead and hit the bricks. Then. I don't them, fucking right. know yeah, what exactly. to say. Like, it's because <laughs> this, what this is serving as really is it's a way to give permission to people Right. To ignore this story and be right. silent about the story. And it's a saying you can still pretend to be a feminist and you can mm-hmm. still pretend to believe and believe women. And I'm going to give you an excuse so you can sleep at night about why you shouldn't have to pay attention to this. And honestly, if it would be one thing if they just went after me. But Amanda right. really does me yeah. and Tara a favor by going after Ryan at all. Again, <laughs> this is a guy who has won. His teams have won Pulitzer. He's been a nominee for Pulitzer. This guy is a prolific investigative journalist. Yeah. And... So come come at me. I'm happy again. And I'm not, you know, you guys said I don't care. I don't care. I care less than most people. But I have to say it does like start to weigh on me a little bit. And oh, I'm sure. not like comparing. I mean, I this is like imagine being Tara, being doubted, being smeared and also having all this trauma. So I feel like I'm getting like a one hundred thousand. I mean, the smallest percentage just of, yeah. the, of that um, terrible, like uh, doubting and and. um yeah, anyway, five points. Amanda Marcotte makes five points, right? One of them is, again, like Jeremy, interestingly enough, is read that mentally ill woman who was on Dr. Phil claiming Putin was going to marry her? Absolutely not. Is she, is she read a Russian agent? That's also highly, <laughs> that's also highly doubtful. And but here's why. worth putting out there. Worth putting like out some there. are saying it. Is yeah, she a Russian agent? Right. Maybe I mean, not, why, why, but maybe. I'm just saying also, <laughs> if you're going to dispute that she, if you're going to say she's not a Russian agent, why not put the fact that she's not that person, that she's not, put that under that bullet point. And the reason she right. can is because she's not actually proving anything or finding anything out. And this is all a facade to try to smear Tara by smearing me and Ryan Grimm. Right. Okay, so that's that piece. And I got to say, it does. she's very good at, at presenting this as, as fair and balanced. But she says, really quickly, no matter how it may be interpreted, Believe Women has never been an injunction to publish every allegation of sexual abuse without hesitation or reservation. It's about taking these stories seriously on their own terms instead of dismissing them as women's attempts to manipulate people in public opinion. For journalists, it means we must take stories of sexual abuse seriously and treat them carefully and thoroughly. As Rebecca Tracer said, on Twitter in 2017, that means publishing stories that are reported, investigated, fact-checked, and backed up by the outlets reporting on them. Mm. What can be said is that Reed's story is credible and compelling in some important ways and also comes with a number of troubling red flags. For a variety of reasons, it has not been taken seriously on a national level. But those reasons do not include a mainstream media conspiracy to protect Joe Biden. Rather than becoming the subject of serious investigation... This has instead become an occasion for diehard supporters on both the Sanders and Biden sides to score points on one another online. Actual mm. facts have been supplanted by reckless conspiracy theories spun by enthusiasts of both candidates. Whatever the facts of this cause may be, the Me Too movement deserves better than to be dragged into the sleaze like this. You know, now, you, know you know, you know what yeah. what uh, helps you get um, in touch with people at like mainstream publications like New York Times and stuff like that. What? Um is when you have uh public relations help from an organization like Times Up. Right. Uh if an organization like an organ like you actually do something like that's actually what you would do is go to an organization like Times Up so that they could provide the like PR infrastructure for you to tell your story to someone right. at New York Times. Right. Um, but guess so what it's happened? a little bit of a catch 22. It is. When yeah. it's like the major organization won't work with you because they do PR for Joe Biden. Uh, and so they won't do PR for your allegation. 
I know if you don't have money and connections, you don't have to have, you don't get the life that people with money and connections get. But I didn't think it would actually deprive you of the right to tell your story. Like, I didn't think you would actually just be doubted. Like, I thought, like, if you're lucky enough to get a platform, people are just going to kind of shut up and have to pretend that they care about this. In 2015, 2016, the whole second Obama, uh, second Obama, you know, uh, term, like we knew, we know that these people are all okay with drone strikes. And so it just like it spirals out from there. Like they're going to be okay with everything as long as it's a Democrat. Like being yeah. a Democrat is the key to being a good person. And so it doesn't matter what Democrats do because they are like to be a Democrat is to be a good person. So they can do drone strikes. They can rape. Uh, uh, right. They can put children in cages uh, uh, and they can, you know, like yeah. through inaction, allow, you know, tens of millions of people to like die from preventable, from preventable medical conditions yeah. uh, because, to be a Democrat gets you the club to the good guy, you know, the, the card the to the, the good, good guy yeah, club. Exactly. Yep. Jezebel article. And Jezebel the first article, yeah. the first time I saw it, I didn't really look at it because it seemed like a more of a it seemed like uh it opens up, you know, basically telling the story. And then I w- went back and looked at it later and then realized that there were another 15 paragraphs basically <laughs> saying right. why the reason no one's talking about this is because it's your fault uh katie yeah somehow and the argument basically they make is and they they have a big paragraph explaining how nbc uh quash uh squashed the um harvey weinstein story right. because they have financial ties to weinstein they were friends with right. weinstein etc cetera, etc cetera, and like how that happens all the time to victims of sexual assault right. they mentioned like the on cbs cbs you know covering up uh the charlie rose allegations they could have mentioned the cbs covering up the uh jeffrey epstein uh, right. story too right and very long list of stuff but then they go on to say nevertheless basically that because UK you're an independent journalist you don't have the sort of resources and training right. and you're not as careful with these story careful with these stories as um, CBS or M- NBC would be <laughs> right. and therefore that's why people are attacking Tara Reid not because she accused a powerful man but because right. uh, you didn't hand it off to a news organization who would have right. killed it uh, that's basically yeah. the so, of the story. Right. There are a couple right, there are a couple of things that I want to make clear. One is that um uh you know, this is a piece about journalistic integrity and the uh best practices for journalism. And um it's by Emily Alford, and I don't know who Emily Alford is. I don't know if you guys do. Uh I don't know her. but she seems to cover TV. That's her beat. Uh and in fact the the piece that she wrote before mine was um the the for the one on Tara Reed was called um Heidi's lip sync saved an unfortunately medically themed episode of Drag Race. <laughs> sure. So that's the piece you wrote before then. Um and she goes through she really gives me a shellacking uh on my journalism uh skills and I just wanted to point out a couple of things that she could do next time. So Here's one thing uh, that Emily didn't do. She did not reach out to Tara, which is weird because it's like an article about Tara's story. Um, She spelled my name Harper uh, instead of Halper. Um, She misrepresents. Well, see, but if if a story like this was done at New York Times, then you wouldn't get issues like this. That is that's making the point of the piece itself by making mistakes. It's making its own point. Yeah, it's so disgusting. And honestly, like she, the thing that she says is that. 
Again, it's just like, it's so disgusting to hear these people pretend to care about these people and they know full well that they couldn't care less about people like Tara Reid. And you know what's so scary about about Emily Alford's piece? Is that like, while Amanda is extremely smart, Emily actually, and maybe this makes her smart too. This is an example. She actually tries, she says that I put her in a no-win situation, subjecting her to the vitriol of public opinion and ultimately making her account more difficult to verify. Because, and here's an example, immediately after Halper published her podcast, the veracity of Reed's account came under fire from people like former chair of the DNC, Howard Dean, who wrote that the allegations may or not be, be may or not be, may or may not be true in a since-deleted tweet crediting The Intercept with publishing the story. Yeah, so, they said that they're like falsely crediting The Intercept with breaking the story. It's like that's a really weird sentence in there because what actually happened there is there was a story broken on The Intercept and Howard Dean was discrediting that story uh, even though – but but you know what, what they're trying to do here in this Jezebel piece is like specifically carve out Ryan Grimm and be like the Grimm story is not part of this. Uh, that's not what Dean even was talking about. That's right. just not true. That yeah, is just not true. Right. That's yeah, the sentence makes no like sense. Immediately after Calper uh, published the podcast, the veracity of Reed's account came under fire from people like uh, uh, Howard Dean, who deleted the tweet falsely accrediting the internet with publishing the story. How is that your fault, Katie? What did and you- also not <laughs> true, not true. Well, not true. yeah, I mean, the thing that really drives me crazy about this is that Howard Dean's response to this is shameful. Yeah. And he's trying and he to fucking pin deleted it on it. the very right, and the right exactly. I don't think this woman understands that this guy deleted that because it was a shameful tweet, and he was busted because people like me, for instance, tweeted about him, retweeted that, and said, "Were you skeptical of Ryan Grimm when he broke the the Blazy Ford piece?" See, and well, and they like, can't engage with the Ryan Grimm of it all because the point of this piece is supposed to be that legitimate sources like you have to go through legitimate journalism or whatever and that only works when you can say things like this is a comedian doing a podcast and, you know and, right and, and i think it, emily has to know that uh what howard dean was doing because she writes for jezebel and one of the things they write about a lot is people who are doing uh rape apology like in criticizing them what howard dean was doing was being a rape apologist he was he was uh criticizing tara reed because joe biden is a democrat and he and he wants him to be the nominee that's all there is to it he he is doing the same thing the republicans did um to dr ford that's just it's the same exact you know, thing you know what, and pretending you know what, on, it's like something November. and pre- and yeah and pretending it's something different is so dishonest and terrible and must be terrible for all these all, all these victims all these uh men and women who came out during me too to realize that it was all a fucking lie for the most part this is the exact type of story you would have written before me too if you wanted to you know do a highbrow uh takedown and defense of a powerful rapist this is the exact also- same story by the way, there are Roy Moores in the world, and you can't make them right. Like, the Republicans do try to make this argument that these, like, events are politically motivated, and you can't make them right. You can't seed right. the ground so right. that, like, if, if a situation like this does come up, you can't l- let them say, oh, this is – you only do this to play politics. Like, it's why I thought – 
I still think Al Franken needed to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that he had, I think Al Franken, I, yeah. you know, uh, uh, it's a very, very different situation. Right. But, like, I think you cannot cede this ground in this time. And, again, if I fucked up, then go, fine, do the story. Like, can you imagine people being like, well, Christine Blasey Ford has a point, but the people who broke that story were the Intercept. Right. And some podcaster. Just imagine if they did that with Christine Blasey Ford. If the right wing was like, well, the way that this podcaster comedian dropped it, it was not right. very uh, professional. So unfortunately, it's now tainted. It's pretty fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. Uh, yeah. Um so, uh, uh, Katie, you know, yeah, uh, thank you for doing the good work oh, yeah. and, and fucking doing out. And like, honestly, you are having to put up with like such an immense amount of bullshit, uh, uh, simply for doing the right thing. Oh, and so, you. you know, uh, 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 it's, uh, appreciated. I think people see it and, you know, uh, uh, you know, for all the fucked up assholes there are out there that, you know, this is, uh, uh, been very important for people to yeah. know about it. and i think it's really meaningful and important to people and i think that like you giving uh, uh tara uh, a, a platform at all you know what i mean it's like uh, that's uh, this does speak to you know uh uh who we allow to speak right. and stuff like that and and you know who does control narrative and what does manufacturing consent look like and what does crafting narrative look like yeah so uh, uh you know katie where you know i'm sure everyone knows but where where can people find you Useful Idiots podcast with Matt Taibbi, the Katie Helper show, or as uh, Emily Alford likes to call it, my personal account or something. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me there on Twitter at KT Helps, letter K, letter T, H-A-L-P-S. And again, I'm just, I'm sorry to end on a down note, but like, even if you think the way this story was r- rolled out was inappropriate or something, like, there's absolutely no excuse why you don't believe women. And it is so yeah. cynical for people to pretend that somehow the delivery of this was tainted. That I just hope that you know what you're doing, like, or I hope you don't know what you're doing, ladies. Like, I don't know how you can look. Yeah, really. You honestly hope that people are not like being thoughtful about this because the alternative is like probably the truth and very, very ugly to comprehend. You know what I mean? Like the alternative is a very, very ugly thing to, uh, to reckon with. Yeah. Thank you for not like jumping on the bandwagon of people who are. Even like people who we usually think are allies have been very disappointing. So dark times. It's very dark times. Thank you for talking with us. Thank always you. a pleasure to have you and always good to talk yeah. to you. Stay safe out there in Plague World too. Yeah, you guys too. All right. That was struggle session. Have a good one. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.